Community Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W all-terrain tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Oh yeah, we're here. We're pretty clear on the roles we're going to play this morning. We've uh, set the run sheet on fire because we're going to be spontaneous today. It's so good to have your company on a Saturday morning with a lot going on all around the sporting arenas in the world. Bryce Gibbs, good morning to you. Morning, Tommy Lyon. How are you on this fine Saturday morning? Yeah, not too bad. I almost died of heat stroke Yesterday. Yeah, it was hot, wasn't it? It was extreme heat. I had gone out some of those. Have you seen the latest invention with water balloons? You can get a packet of them, like a hundred, and they're all together. And you just put one thing on the tap and it will fill up 60 of them at a time. And I just belted my kids with water balloons <laughs> yeah, nice. through the Arvo. It's incredible. Nice way to spend it. It was pretty hot, wasn't it? Yeah. When you're not used to that sort of weather, it's... Uh creeps up on you, get you. Really catches you. Our producer, Jace, quit at 10 a.m. in the morning. He just, <laughs> uh, he kicked back because you can't do much in that weather. Like there are some days where I just go, it's over. We're not achieving anything today. How about you? You play golf. Yeah, I did. I, yeah, I've got the golf bug at the yeah. moment, as, as you know. And oh, one of the, well, it was one of those things. I thought there wouldn't be many on the course. The weather might have scared a few off. I yeah. uh, needed to secure a, a golf cart, though. That was uh, the most important thing. And oh, okay. I actually probably had my best round I've had for a very long time. So Really? Um, yeah, I was quite happy with the decision to uh, head out onto the course yesterday. So how did you feel through that, though? Was your body – did you cramp up like Glenn Maxwell at, <laughs> at any point? I didn't cramp up like – Glenn Maxwell, and I didn't fall off the back of the golf cart like Glenn Maxwell mm. either, getting a, a nice concussion <laughs> out of that one. But uh, yeah, it, it was hot, but shopped early, got it done, okay. sort of done by by uh, midday ish. So uh, yeah, win the morning, win the day, etc. Yep. Speaking of Glenn Maxwell, did you watch that knocker? I had oh. to. I mean, I missed it live, but I watched it back. And going by all the statistics and all the pundits and having looked throughout history. It appears it is the best one-day knock that's ever happened. Uh, well, I don't think there's any arguing yeah. that, Tom. And, I mean, I feel sorry for, for most Australians that were, were watching <laughs> that game because yeah. talking to, to people that were tuned in, they'd sort of tuned out uh, when they started mm. to get six for seven for uh, 100 or, or whatever the score was before Maxwell decided just to go absolute bananas uh, and have, as you said, the greatest one-day innings of all time. So uh, I really enjoyed watching the highlights yeah. and just setting a, a new scene in terms of no footwork, stand, deliver, slap. He was just locked. To the boundary, over the fence, you name it, he did it. It was uh, it was fantastic to see. Yeah, had all the elements because they were coming from behind it was all up against them, and Maxwell's body was just completely locked up, which was quite hilarious. Cramping is hilarious. Whenever I see, particularly on the football field, I think it was Kale Hooker once. He was walking around like the Tin Man, like his whole legs and body just locked, and then he was sort of done for half an hour. Have you cramped up much in your lifetime? It's one of those things you, you cramp early yeah. in, a, in a football season playing in the pracky matches and you know, yeah. the calves tend to go or your, your hamstrings or whatever it is. But uh, I never had a full body cramp like <laughs> Glenn did uh, during the week. Uh, I've seen one. Riley O'Brien from the Crows was a notorious cramper, really? especially through the preseason. Yeah. And he had a couple of full body cramps and 
uh, was at the expense of everyone else. It was pretty funny to watch. He yeah. sort of just had to lay there for a, like, literally two two hours until wow. he, his body just relaxed and he could uh, could get up and start walking again. So, And it's a massive body that he's got. It is a big body. It is. So, uh, yeah, yeah, cramps aren't, uh, aren't fun. No, I've, I've had a few cramps. Just in daily life, I don't know what triggered them, but my, you know, my whole leg or calf muscle would lock up. Are you, what are you meant to do with that? Like, are you meant? Because I just start punching it to try and make it, <laughs> make it feel different. What about fingers? You, you're a musician, an artist. Yeah. Early days. When you're days, learning the guitar, like. Early think, days, yeah. And cramps, fingers cramps. Not not cramps, but extreme soreness and uh, you know a bit of stiffness until you build up those calluses. On your fingers. Once you've done that, then then you're good to go. Then you're away. Yeah, then you are up and away. Now there's a bit going on in the world of sport this weekend, Gibber. So we've got World Cup uh, Australia take on Bangladesh tonight, which is a little bit of a dead rubber because they're through to the semis. So if I'm correct, producer Jace, is it Australia taking on South, South Africa? Africa? South Africa in the semis, and that leaves India and the Kiwis in the other one. So yeah, a bit of a, a dead rubber, and we can go into it a little bit later, Tom. Do you, yeah. Do you see this opportunity to to rest a couple of players? Yeah. Uh, obviously not. Um, they can't get anything out of the game, or do you, you know, do you don't want to flirt with your form either. You still yes. want to be you know, playing in good form leading into a final series of a World Cup. So we can uh, dissect that a little bit later. But uh, we've got a couple of big guests yes. on as well, Tom. Uh, Brenton Phillips. Head of talent at the Sandful is going to join us uh, a little bit later to talk about some of our local talent leading yep. into the draft uh, and who who might get potentially get picked up from uh, from SA to, to some clubs. So looking forward to that chat. And we've yeah. got Jordan Buckingham as well from the Redbacks who uh, had Ooh, a great wee. Sheffield Shield win during the week, Tom. Yeah, we're, he we're took going... uh, the castle of Uzi Kawaja. Oh. Well, that, that made me... Rock solid. It was a great, great finish to that match. Yeah. It looked like we were dead and buried and, and Bucko come and, and finish. I think he took four for in that game and we'll speak to him about uh, that ball he bowled, yeah. was he? And, uh, and the celebration that come winner was uh, pretty epic. Yeah, it feels like the Redbacks are on a bit of a tear. Their uh, form's pretty good and I don't know if it's just me, but there's a little bit more interest going on in Sheffield Shield. It's a shame to see, though, sometimes you look at a Sheffield Shield and there's about five boomers sitting yeah. in the stands, reading a paper. Nothing more therapeutic, though, Gibber. I, just then going to the cricket, even when there's nothing on, maybe bring the paper, having a beer and just sitting there, and maybe you absorb some, maybe you don't. I remember when I worked at a different radio station, I was able to automate my role, and I would disappear down to Adelaide Oval and watch the cricket for the day. Until they found out, and then that wasn't great. And you got the sack. Yeah, then I did. Hey, I was showing you a video before. Port Adelaide's latest, uh, one of their new recruits, Ivan Soldo, is a Romeo of Adelaide. Uh, did you see the video when I showed it to you? He was uh, dancing with his partner, and they were playing Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls, yeah. and he was picking her up, swooning her around. Very, very romantic I thought, who is the, he would probably take the cake as Romeo of Adelaide right now. And then I scrolled a little bit further and I saw this beautiful photo of you with the beautiful Loz and celebrating five years together. And it's a black and white, very nice. You're holding her face close. It's a, it's just a gentle kiss. And it it feels like it was taken by a, a Hollywood photographer or something. So five years, mate, well done. I'm surviving that. Thank you. Thank you. It, uh, yeah, was, uh. 
it was a good day yesterday. <laughs> I was out on the golf course. And yep. I think Lois worked and we, we, actually, we actually celebrated it by having uh, – we went, we went to KFC for dinner. Really? We took the kids to an eight in KFC, which was, uh, I don't think I've done that for a long time. And You guys are hillbillies. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the way we spent it. I think there's a few families in Adelaide that, that roll like that. <laughs> and I, I didn't think you were one of them, Gibber. But, yeah, well done. Look, at least you acknowledged it, though. Like, acknowledging the wins, I reckon, helps a little bit in, uh, in the world of relationships. Have you noticed since being married, this is a trend that I know that happens in marriage, do you, when you wake up, each of you discuss what happened with your sleep last night? So you have to give her the update on how things went sh- with your sleeping, and she pretends she's interested. Have you noticed that? Uh, no, not really. So it's not the no. trend. Ha- well, that's what happens not in my our, marriage. Okay. Not and in our house, my wife hates it. So we're, we're some, still working on that. Hey, massive show coming up also, Gibber. We're going to do a special one about the Minnesota Vikings. They've started listening to Creed. You know that tune? Can you take me higher? As your computer does. As my work. computer works. Now they're on a four win streak uh, listening to that pregame. So we're going to allocate some special songs to some sporting organisations that need a rev up later in the show, Gibber. And I think you've got a couple for me. I do have a couple for you. I'm going to. Pretty intrigued to see how this segment goes. Yeah. It could be one of those that uh, gets you know hit out of the is? ceiling or it could be a lead balloon like uh, a couple of other segments yeah. we tried to instill in this show. Uh, yeah, yeah. It hasn't quite panned out. It's but w- when we we'll venture s- into we'll FM territory. We'll see what happens. It's yeah. Saturday morning. We'd, That's right. We'd like to go a little bit rogue at times and with only a couple of shows left in 2023, time. Yes. It could be the loosest couple of weeks we've had. Yes, so we'll, yes. We'll see I- how it plays out. I'm anticipating the wheels could fall off, uh, but you know when we we venture into a bit of fun, bit of FM territory, but we uh, give it more sizzle than them. Bryce, we're going to get to a break. It's currently eight forty four. Text us on oh four two seven one five four one double six with your Saturday statement, whatever is front of mind for you. And it's top of twenty three degrees today. We'll be back next with a basketball wrap from my main man Bryce Gibbs. Is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs. And- and Tom Lyon. Yeah, top of the morning to you. It's the top of 23 degrees in Adelaide today, so a little bit cooler than that stinker yesterday. My body's still recovering from that one. We are live and interactive on 0427154166. What's front of mind for you today? Can anyone beat India in the ICC World Cup? Uh, should the Aussies rest the big show tonight? Would you rest him, Gibber? Oh, maybe just him. Yeah. I would, I would. With, Me too. With, with those body cramps and uh, he looked exhausted yeah, at yeah. the end of that innings. He's one I probably would give a rest, given he had concussion only a week ago as well. Wouldn't be a bad idea, but I wouldn't be resting too many more. You don't want to flirt with your form. You want to be hitting yeah. your straps uh, come the finals. Uh, and I know it's a dead rubber. The motivation might not be as high, but uh, I know as a batter or as a bowler, you'd want mm. to be – making runs or taking wickets leading into the pointy end of yeah. this tournament. Rumour has it his body's still locked up as well. Also, our girls, we forgot to mention just before, our Adelaide Crows AFLW girls taking on Brisbane, their arch nemesis at Norwood, Norwood Oval, 2.30ish in the first of the final series, so qualifying final for the girls because they finished in that top position, or top two position, I think it is. And Hatchard, though, and Eb- Ebony Marinoff, I reckon, are born for this occasion? Oh, no, 
and no stranger to a finals yeah. campaign, are they? The the AFLW uh, Crow side, so yeah. they'll take uh, plenty of confidence leaving leading into this one. We know Brisbane are a pretty good outfit themselves, yeah. So, but to come over here. On uh, to play at Norwood Oval, the Crows mm. certainly should be favourites in this one. Yep, we're going to get a bit of a basketball update from you, Gibber. Boom shakalaka, Gibber. What do you got for me? So our 36ers uh, back in action tonight, Tommy. Seven thirty at the Adelaide Entertainment yeah. Centre. Uh, went down to the Wildcats, the SEN Wildcats uh, in yeah. Perth uh, last weekend, who were, uh, were copping a bit of stick left, of right, heat, and centre, yeah. the, the Wildcats, but have uh, since gone on a two or three game winning streak and uh, playing some good form off the back of Bryce yep. Cott. We know he's a superstar. They're always going to bounce yes. back, but uh, tonight is a good opportunity for our 36ers to get back on the winners list. They're paying the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers, who, mm. uh, who are in pretty good form themselves. They're going to have to cull Jordan Crawford. He's uh, one of the leading scorers per, per average in, in the comp. So we need to shut his offensive skills down. Uh, but the, the boys are sitting uh, eighth on the table. Mm. Only a couple of wins out of the five. So this one's a big, big game in big terms one. of jumping up and, and catching up. Because uh, Tassie are one of those sides who are a couple of games ahead of us. So yep. big game. Should be a big crowd. Uh, we know the 36ers fans always turn up uh, and support. Yeah. Swoop City. So yeah, yeah. To it. get around it. So they're going in as underdogs, but it's a, it's a bit of a toss of the coin. I was having a look at the odds. Uh, what are you really gambling with? I think I need to say there, but it, they're close. Very close indeed. A couple of NBA scores in the last 24 hours. The Indiana mm. Pacers took down uh, one of the championship favorites, the Milwaukee Bucks, who didn't have Damian Lillard. He rested with a bit of a calf. Yep. Giannis. Had 50 points. Uh, he's going to be up in the MVP standings again this year. So the Pacers win 126 to 124. Uh, and in the other game, yes, the only two games of NBA yesterday, the Atlanta Hawks took down the Orlando Magic 120 to 119. So a close one there. Plenty of NBA games on today starting in a couple of hours. There's about 10 games I can see here. Mm. Uh, the standout would probably have to be the Clippers take on the Mavs. So yep. the big four, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and the new recruit, James Harden, to take on Luka Doncic. And I'm wow. forgetting his name. Producer Jason no, will come, come through with the uh, – with the info for you just there. Now, Kyrie Irving, uh, so yeah. that's who I, I got there. So looking forward to some NBA action today, Tom. Yep, so their most recent recruit, who you just said, uh, what's his name again? James Harden. James Harden. How long ago did he come in that period? Uh, last week. Last week. Played his first game on Monday, so they've played two games since he has joined the Clippers, and they've... Yeah. Lost both of those games. Right, so, so he's not gelling. Well, they're not quite yet, and I don't think the I don't think it's going to work. Right, they got four big dogs. Yeah. in the one side who all want to handle the ball. Yes, who all want to take shots. Who all really want to be the man. If they say they don't want to, yeah, they still want to. Yeah, yeah, correct. And you can't put that many alpha. I know dogs. it's only early, and they're only a couple of games in, trying to still find the mix and, and the chemistry. But oh, I just don't think. It's going to work out. Yep. Okay. I know that was going on at Melbourne for a little while. Uh, Clayton Oliver and Christian Petrarca fighting for the ball a little bit, but they had to come to terms with uh, playing more of a role. So that's interesting to see how that pans out. Give me.
It certainly will. So another tough game today, but uh, yeah, we'll see how, how all, all pans out. Yep. Uh, we're going to move on to the – is that a wrap for the basketball stuff? That's it. It's all yeah. I've got for you. Okay, so let's do a little pivot to uh, the round ball game. Huge news last night. Yeron um, Kunda signed with Bayern Munich for $5.6 million as, as the flat fee. And I, you know, I'd heard his name before and I had a little bit of a look on YouTube over his – Best strikes. And this kid, I mean, he's born in Adelaide. He's 17 years old and he's got the magic. Like his, his striking is incredible. Yeah, copious amounts of talent. Yeah. Uh, and some of his strikes and, and goals, as you mentioned, Tom, already for the Reds this year have been quite incredible. And he was always going to have big clubs sniffing around, keeping mm. an eye on him. And yeah, to, to land at Bayern Munich next year, can't with his age, obviously, can't uh, yeah. complete that transfer and play for them next year. But uh, it's a pretty pretty good sign that a club like that are, are willing to invest in him, not knowing yeah. that he might not even make it over in Europe. Yeah. Uh, he's still quite young, but uh, a lot of talent. And uh, hopefully he can continue his form in the A-League and keep uh, you know, striking the ball, putting it mm. in the net and keep getting the Reds uh, wins this year. Yeah. And speaking of, I just question around all of that because you seem to know more than me. Um, do they give Adelaide United anything financially for taking them off the books or does it not work that way? That's a good question. I dare say there would be a, yeah. some sort of transfer fee that uh, the Reds will get for uh, for sending him over over yeah. to Germany. So um, I can confirm that a little bit later for you, Tom. But yes, yeah. I dare say there would be. Yeah. Okay. So moving in, the Reds are taking on Sydney United at about 6.45 p.m. tonight. How do you see that one going? Yeah, another cracker and another one at home for, yeah. for Adelaide United. Uh, we've started the season off pretty well. Uh, two wins from our three games. Mm. Um, Sydney have, have been... Uh, a pretty powerful club for, for many years. They are sitting bottom, though, uh, in their campaign so far. Haven't won a game. So yeah. we go in heavy favourites uh, tonight, as you'd expect, off the back of those results. So hopefully we can uh, get out third win for the season. Yeah. And so we've got a lot going on in the A-League this weekend. We've got the Western United against Newcastle Jets at about three today. Western Sydney Wanderers... V Perth Glory as well before the Adelaide United game. Do any of those catch your eye for just the you know the visual entertainment aspect, Gibber? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll keep Both, going with the yeah. world game though, Tom. There were some uh, Champions League games during the week. Yeah, another round. Borussia Dortmund took down Newcastle. Uh, Manchester City did it easily against BCS Young Boys. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain went down mm. to Milan. Bit of a shock there. Uh, Atletico Madrid pumped Celtic. Brendan Rodgers having his second stint at Celtic. Uh, not looking good after what that. What was the score? Result 6-0. Uh, Arsenal took down Sevilla 2-0 by Munich. Aaron Kunda's uh, side for next year. 2-1 over Galatasaray. Real Madrid winners 3-0 and Manchester United uh, lost to FC Copenhagen. Uh, four games, four games, four goals to three. Yeah. Uh, they conceded a goal late in the 90th minute there to uh, to lose that championship round. So uh, that's all i got for you in the world game as well, Tom. Yep. Very comprehensive indeed, Bryce Gibbs. Before we move into the news, just the latest in the AFL space because the draft is obviously coming up. In under two weeks, and we're going to talk to Sanfall 
talent manager, Brenton Phillips, a little bit later, and he's going to cast his eye over the South Australian talent. I want to ask him about Jack Delene. He's a forward, about 180 centimetres, but he's got a lot of tricks. Have you seen him yet, Bryce? Uh, considering he plays for South Adelaide, yeah. yeah, I've seen a bit of him this year. <laughs> Absolutely. I didn't put the, yeah, my brain not working there. Um, <laughs> Cal Toomey just tweeting as well late last night. The window for trading picks before the draft has closed. So the Swans have been looking to push up the draft board and, and use their pick 12 to kind of get up a little bit higher, maybe use their next year's first rounder as well. But it doesn't look like anyone is going to budge from that top 10. Adelaide also hoping to climb up one or two picks if Dan Curtin slips a little bit lower, possibly down to Geelong's pick. So that's going to be an interesting watch, but we're going to cover all of that a little bit more with Brenton Phillips. Now, we're going to get to the news, Gibber. Up next, we're going to talk all things cricket. We might actually invite producer Jason for a bit of fun as well to uh, have a yarn about the World Cup and and our local competition cricket-wise. We are here in SEN Studio Lumo at number one King William Street and powered by Lumo Energy. Our text line is 0427154166 or give us a call on 1300 736 736. We are open. The keyword is open, Gibber. Open to talking about anything today because we've uh, set the run sheet on fire. Nine o'clock, top of 23 degrees today. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W all-terrain tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yeah, I just attempted to lift our electrical desk upwards and Bryce's arms were locked in place, so (laughs) it didn't move anywhere. But we've invited producer Jace into the studio because we want to talk all things cricket. And something I missed during the week is... uh, David Warner alluding to his retirement. Well, this has been an ongoing thing. So at the end of the Ashes series or during the last Ashes series, David Warner made it known that he was going to retire from test cricket at the completion of the Pakistan series. Yeah. Now, interestingly enough, this is um, not normally done this way because the Pakistan series is only the first of two test series in Australia this summer. So, he wants to play against Pakistan and then not against the West Indies. So mm. there'll be two tests at home where David Warner won't be the test opener. So uh, one of them will be in Adelaide, in fact. Yep. Um, so will Henry Hunt be the man after uh, he made a ton on the weekend? There's a few options. Obviously, Cameron Bancroft is going beautifully. Marcus Harris made 100 recently. So there's a few options at the top of the order. We know Bancroft and Harris yeah. have been tried before. Henry Hunt had had a pretty slow start to the Shield season, but good time to make 160 right yeah. up there in front of the, the national selectors at the moment uh, when it matters the most, I think, boys. Yeah. It's rare that we see a real young'un come in as an opener. I reckon the last one was Phil Hughes. Mm. Uh, so they're usually well, immature, forget, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, I think we forget how, how long Henry Hunt's been in the system now. He's yeah. 26. Yeah, um, yeah. Cameron okay. Bancroft is the other side of 30, as we know, and Marcus Harris would be pretty close he's, to that as well. So. Marcus Harris is 43, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he may well he's be. He's been around forever. He has been around for a while. But, Gibber, I don't know. Um, if you're a Redback, a South Australian, it's bloody hard to get into the test team. We've seen what Alex Carey and Travis Head have had to do through their careers, and you'd like to th- – well, I think if, if – and, and I don't mean to be facetious when I say this, but mm. I think if – 
Travis Head and Alex Carey had both played shield cricket for New South Wales. I reckon they'd probably have an extra 30 or 40 tests under their belt by now. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting debate, isn't it, mm. when, when you think of it like that? And, yeah, we haven't had too many over the, the last last few years, that's for sure. I'd like to see him get an opportunity, and, and, and no disrespect to the, the countries that we're going to be playing, but it might be an opportunity to, to try a few new things. Try some guys, give guys opportunity, because you'd think we would mm. win these series quite comfortably. Mm. And, yeah, why not see where the depth is in, in the squad. Well, Pakistan will be interesting because um, the, the first uh, match of that series will be in Perth um, and they're um, in Optus Stadium. They're going to implant a hill. Now, this is I find this fascinating. What? Yeah, I find this fascinating. So in Optus Stadium, they're going to bring in turf and create a hill inside Optus Stadium. Now, it wasn't that long ago that stadiums around Australia, in fact, through the 80s, 90s and early noughties, mm. um, stadiums decided it was time to enclose and get rid of the old grassy hill. The Adelaide Oval is the only one that's left. Yeah. And now Optus Stadium going the other way, bringing one in. I don't mind it. I'm, also, all, I'm, all, I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah also. I'm going to put it, just take out some of the, the I don't know how they're going to do it. Or, how do, yeah, how does that work? I, I, I honestly have no idea how they're going to do it, but I've, I've seen like an artist rendition of what it's going to look like, yeah. and it's going to be a grassy hill okay. in the middle of Optus, the stands of Optus Stadium. So um, they're calling it the West Test over there, very original stuff. Um, they had a whinge about having to play um, about, uh, I think it was the West Indies over there, and they only had 5,000 people turn up. So... Um, in the infinite wisdom of Cricket Australia, what they've decided yep. to do is re reward a state who didn't turn up and had a whinge about it mm. with the first test of the summer <laughs> in a series that is actually significant. Yep. And then for us folk in Adelaide who turned up to the West Indies series last year in droves yeah. like we always do, They've decided. Well, you could play the West Indies again because we just don't care about you, folk at Adelaide. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it at all. Just a we get uh, taken for granted too much over here, Tommy. Yeah. Just an adjacent question to that with Optus Stadium. Are either of you with Optus as a provider? No. No. Lucky. No. Lucky for you because it was chaos that morning. Chaos. I can tell you, as you know, boys. I, I work with the uh, with Bix and Walsh yeah. on the Brecky Show, and we had two guests lined up for that morning, and they were both with Optus. Unable to find in. <laughs> Oh, good. yeah, I couldn't contact any of my family. I was like, what's going on? Why are all their phones off? And um, they were very straight back Optus. You can see if you read the micro signals of the woman who fronted up for Optus, she was pissed off to be there. Yeah. She didn't want to answer to the public. She didn't want to answer any of our questions. She uh, didn't give off the best vibes, to be honest. Yeah, no, well, it was a chaotic morning, that's for sure. And uh, there's a lot of people scrambling to find new providers after that, I think. But yeah, um, in terms of the cricket tonight, so uh, you mentioned a dead rubber tonight, Australia and Bangladesh. It is in terms of the semi-finals, but I guess the the most interest that remains in the World Cup now for the last few games is around who will qualify for the Champions Trophy. And I'll get to Sri Lanka yep. in a moment, but um, the Champions Trophy, the top eight teams uh, in the World Cup will qualify for the Champions Trophy. England, on the back of their win over the Netherlands the other night, are now back in that top eight mix. They can still miss out, uh, particularly if Bangladesh were to beat Australia tonight. They're at risk. Um, probably not going to happen, but you just you never know. Uh, in this World Cup, who knows what could happen. Um, would love to see it, We wouldn't, wouldn't you? I'm, I'm Part of me is half-barracking for Bangladesh tonight. 
Yeah. Um, I know, I know yeah. that's un-Australian. Yeah. <laughs> but is it un-Australian? Is it wrong to barrack for Bangladesh tonight? Text us. Yeah. What's the text line number, Tommy? Because yeah, it's 0427154166. Is it a cardinal sin to barrack for Bangladesh motivated by pure hatred for England? Here's a question for you, Bryce, on the back of that. Back in your... Back in the height of your time at Carlton, I want to I want to put a hypothetical to you. Mm. Let's say Carlton are seventh on the ladder and can't change going into round twenty three. You're going to finish seventh no matter what. When did that happen? Why can't we finish top? No, well, you, I'm just, I, no, 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 because that's a lie. Yeah. It's more what's happening next. Let, let's say you're playing a team who's currently tenth, and Collingwood hold down eighth spot. If you lose to the team that you're playing. Collingwood would miss out on the finals. What would you do? Well, it's a win-win. Let's yeah. <laughs> you can't. Right? Yeah. It's, do you throw it's that a one? Minor tank. I'm not sure you can throw it, but <laughs> whether you if yeah. you win, happy days. If you lose, pretty much happy days. Play Clearly Bryce, you back can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, it's yeah. a, either way you're happy. So maybe that's Australia's mantra tonight: win and they're happy. Yeah. Lose and well, it's not the end of the world. And I, I, like you Absolutely. said earlier, I'm not sure I'd be playing Glenn Maxwell tonight. Um, wouldn't yeah. you – you would rather Glenn Mac- – Maxwell's likely to go out there tonight and get a first ball duck because that's the type of cat he is, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Unpredictable. So, <laughs> still locked up. Yeah. So would well. you rather would you rather Glenn Maxwell go into a semi-final against South Africa with his last innings having been that incredible knock? Um, I mm. think you've got a, a – have you got a grab of that last, uh, the last ball? So for those who maybe have been living under a rock for a while, Glenn Maxwell – Rescued Australia. Yeah. We all know that. But with the last ball of the innings, not only did he have to hit a six to bring up his double hundred, but the six was going to be the winning runs as well. Now, I don't know who his script writer is, but is there a better script than that, Bryce? Well, there's, no. there's not. And we've seen some polarising um, Glenn Maxwell's, haven't we? Yeah. We, get, we get what we saw the other night, which not or well, not really any – Batsman has, is, ca- is capable of really what what he possesses, but then he can go out and, as you said, he can get a, a golden duck uh, an innings later. But um, he's had his critics over the journey, hasn't he? And yes. what, yeah. what we've seen though, a couple of these World Cup innings, it's been pretty special. And I think he his his better stuff, his better innings have far outweighed some of the other stuff that he's that he's dished up over his time. Would you 100%. Think? Mm. Uh, I would pay to watch him play. Uh, let's relive the moment, shall yeah, we? Yeah, let's relive it. A six to bring up 200 and win the game. Everybody here's on their feet. And Maxwell hits it high. Can it make it? It does make it. Glenn Maxwell. Unbelievable. The most remarkable thing you'll probably ever see in cricket. Staggering. Absolutely mind-blowing. What a win. And he should not have to walk off the park. He should be carried off. What a performance. Uh, Didn't Ian Smith get the brief there? You you took the words right out of my mouth. The only thing better than, well, the only thing as good as Maxwell's innings and that that last shot was our very own Ian Smith, SEN's own. Mm. His call of that moment was just first class. Yeah, it gave me the tingles. I, I uh, This hasn't made many headlines, but Ian Smith, when we were 7 for 91, mm. was on commentary. And you may remember it was the day that uh, the, World, uh, the Melbourne Cup had been run. Yep. And the horse that won the Melbourne Cup was, of course, without a fight. 
And Ian Smith made a comment on commentary that may have escaped a few people. He said, and I quote, um, Australia are playing like the Melbourne Cup winner today without Very a fight. Nice. Yeah. And then Maxwell decided to go and do what he did. Yeah, so yeah. he went a touch early there, Smithy, but um, up until that point, he was probably right. Yeah, yeah. Very nice note to wrap things up there, Jace. We're going to get to a break, Bryce, and then we're taking a huge risk up next. Oh, we're, we're venturing into FM territory because we are assigning songs, rev up songs to organisations that, that need a couple because the Minnesota Vikings have been listening to Creed pre-game and they've been on a four-wing streak. I'll go back and man the phone, shall yeah. I? Get ready, Jace. Thank you, Jason. Discount tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W all-terrain tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Very good, very good to have your company this morning. It's the top of 23 degrees in Adelaide today after that absolute stinker yesterday. Not much got done yesterday. Low productivity around the city of Adelaide. Uh, we're coming to you from SENSA Studio Lumo SA at number one King William Street. And we're powered by Lumo Energy SA. Bryce, now we like to take a risk on this show. And I dare say this is a very big risk <laughs> right now. But considering the last couple of risks I've taken for the sake of entertainment, and uh, they've fallen down like, like a lead balloon. But I, I really believe in this one. And I want to tell you about something I saw during the week. Now, the Minnesota Vikings are on a four-win streak. This is in the NFL, Bryce. And they are attributing that streak to listening to Creed higher pre-game. Now, just to remind our listeners... Yeah, they really uh, get you in the mood, don't they, Creed? Do you remember that era of music, Ross? I do remember that era. So the Minnesota Vikings have been playing these songs pre-game. Yep. That's my understanding. Yep. I'm gonna, well, look, for a bit of context, this is Kirk Daniel. He is the quarterback, I think, and he's talking about what they do pre-game and how Creed has crept in. I'm getting my ankles taped pre-game because I try to get them taped as late as possible and I'm sitting there on the table and suddenly it comes on. And Garrett Bradbury's doing some body work next to me. And he goes, forget this. I got to go with, go enjoy this with the boys. So he then gets up and goes in the locker room. And I get my ankles taped and we go in there. It's just, it's really good morale. And then we go to, we go to pray in the corner of the locker room with any guys that want to pray. And, and we go prayer, you know, over here. And so we had to turn the creed off. And Harrison Smith made a great point. He said, guys, this is the prayer. And I thought, that's, that's pretty good. So, yeah. They keep playing higher, and I'm going, Creed has a, a lot of hits. They got a good catalog. We don't have to only play higher, but they're taking us higher, so we'll take it. I love it. I love all those songs, those millennial ones, late 90s, early 2000s, Bryce. So I've given you a task. We are going to assign some songs, some rev-up songs that a few sporting organisations need to get them up for their games ahead. Now, first one is Melbourne. They've had a tough year, the Demons, and Goody, uh, along with Gary Perk, came along to talk about a lot of controversy with the culture, Oliver, drugs, a few things going on. And yet from Goody's interview and, and Gary Perk, it felt like they, they don't feel like the world understands them. So I, I'm assigning them the Goo Goo Dolls. And I don't want the world to see me. Well, I'm not trying to convince you. I don't think that they'd understand. 
and there'll be a certain percentage that'll say I don't buy into it, and that's because they don't understand how a football club works and how I think I works. I think I do. Yeah. The Goo Goos. Doesn't that nice song give song. you the tingles, it mate? Does. From memory, that song was number one for about oh, yeah. 30 weeks on, on Rage. Remember Rage? Yeah, I loved Rage. Get up early on a Saturday, Sunday morning and yeah. pump up Rage. Yep. Back when you when video clips, you, I would sit down and watch video clips for hours, listen to a full CD. That doesn't happen now. It's just singles. Bryce, what do you got for me here? <laughs> What I, I what put you to work. For you. Okay, yeah. now I I don't really want to claim any of these, but because I'm going to be saying them, I'm, they're sort of going to be stuck to me, aren't they? Yeah, well, you've written them out, so, so I let's can't hear confirm it. whether I have actually put this this down on paper or not. <laughs> I'm going to read what I've got in you front of me. You've got to give it your all. I'm okay, you can't to, go into this stuff half-hearted. All right, all right. I've got one for the Adelaide 36. Yes, Tom. When I hear this, I just think of basketball. Okay. Here we go. Oh yeah. I feel basketball as well. Do you remember that one from the late 90s? It was like the bas- full basketball film clip. They were called, <laughs> I can't even remember what that band's called. All right, you got one more for me, Gibber. Uh, do I? Well, Port Adelaide have got Never Tear Us Apart, yes. ripping off Liverpool's You'll Never Walk Alone, which gets you. Yeah, yeah. Hairs on the back of your neck. Fires them up. Tingling. But uh, I've got one here, maybe off the back of Port leading into the finals, a little bit hot and cold. One of my favourites. Oh, okay. Katie. Yes. Love a bit of Katie Perry. Apparently she's a bit of a prima donna, but who would have thought that? You happy with that one, Tom? Yeah, I like it. Very clever, Bryce. That wouldn't have been written from a, a Crow supporter, would it? No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, no bias whatsoever on this show. Now, Bryce, my last one I've written for the Australian rugby team. Now, if you imagine the uh, Wallabies coming up against the Kiwis and the Kiwis have the hucker, very intimidating, isn't it? When you see the Kiwis coming up at you, doing the hucker, pre-game dance, intimidating. Now, if you just visualise in your mind that, uh, what's his name? Nick White. He walks right up to the Kiwis and he gives them a bit of Nickelback. I like your pants around your face. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the dirt that's on your knees. Yeah. And I like the way you still say please. You remember that one? No, nah, not, a, not nah, a huge nah. Nickelback man. No. Nah. 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 No, nah, not many people are. Apart, well, they've got millions of fans. But I, I like a bit of uh, Nickelback, that one, pants around your feet. Bit of, uh, who is that guy, Hapawate? You know, the, the yeah. finger. <laughs> <laughs> What's, what was what okay. Hey, this is mine. This is just what gets me up in the morning. Bit of Gypsy. You like Balkan music, Bryce? Give it too much time. Yeah. Honest, it's got me bopping yeah, as, yeah. as we speak. It's got to be. This gets up up and about. Uh, we've lost the plot, so we're going to get to a break. <laughs> City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wildpeak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yeah, that was a bit of fun, wasn't it, Gibber? It's currently 27 minutes past nine, but if you missed it, it'll be up on the podcast. We took the fine job of attributing rev-up songs 
to different sporting organisations that needed it. And Bryce had a couple of crackers. The boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Let me say well for the Adelaide 36ers, which is uh, it's just a straight up basketball they, song. They might play that already, though. Tom. Yeah, I reckon they play it throughout the game. But that definitely gets me... <laughs> Gives me thinking of basketball. Um, we're going to acknowledge Will on the text line who has texted in with an absolute cracker for the Western Bulldogs, but it's not uh, – we, we can't – we would lose our jobs if we read it out <laughs> on air, but Will, that's a very good one. Some people are very quick. <laughs> very quick-witted. I, I like would it. love – I like it. If we didn't get uh, locked in for next year, Gibber, I would read out your text, Will. But, look, it's like we're coming back next year pending Gibber's decision. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see where that lands. Hey, the Crows girls have got such an important game today against Brisbane. Matthew Clark spoke about the areas that they've addressed from their round eight clash that they had with the Lions. Across the game was what hurt, you know, hurt us on that occasion. So that's clearly something we need to address. But generally um, with, with Brisbane, they're, they're just high-pressure games. So, yeah, that's probably the main takeaway. Just be ready to expect, you know, high-pressure, high-speed game and... Yeah, it's going to be a cracker. He also spoke about their record against the Lions. Uh, the recent history is is in their favour. So last year, I think you know they were probably the dominant side in season seven, uh, and they got us a couple of times. And then this year's game was was close. Um, you know, any time it's under a goal is is a little bit of luck. When we we won one against North with a bit of luck, and they they got that one. So ultimately, you know, it's interesting but not that relevant. I'd, I'd reckon they're probably in the same boat. Um, we know it's going to be a great matchup, uh, and what's happened previously. Uh, adds some colour, but probably doesn't impact the uh, the outcome all that much, I wouldn't have thought. It's time for the news. We're going to be back very soon, though, with Brenton Phillips, Sandful, Head of Talent. He's going to run us through our South Australian prospects ahead of the draft. It's currently 9.30. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W all-terrain tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Hey, so good to have your company. The uh, show is rocketing along now, Bryce, and we uh, love to get your texts on 0427-154-166. There's a few flowing through, so we're going to get to them very soon. Uh, on the line right now, well, Bryce, the AFL draft is just under two weeks away. And Brett Phillips is the sample head of talent. He watches over a myriad of SA kids looking to get drafted. We want to drill down on some of our homegrown talents. So Brett has been kind enough to join us. Good morning, Brett. How's your morning going? Can you hear him? I can hear you, Tom. Okay. We're just going to bring Brett up in a second. Hang on one sec. Bryce, can you pad for me just for one second? Brett, we got you there. No, all right, we'll go searching for Brett in just a minute with uh, producer Jace. Oh, Brenton. Brenton, we got you there? No, he's still uh, coming through the phones. It could be a uh, technical issue going on there. Producer Jace is onto it. Look, a couple of the kids we're going to talk about is Jack Deline. He's 180-centimetre forward. Now, you've seen him play being down at South. Have you uh, had anything to do with him? Yeah, he's uh, he's had a pretty good year. Um, 
played some senior footy, which was uh, which was great for his development. Spent most of the year in the under 18s. Uh, played in their their premiership side as well. Spent time at uh, the AFL hub. Uh, as well as playing mm. some state footy. So he's had a, a pretty busy schedule, uh, sort of small forward, uh, got got a few tricks, knows where the goals are, certainly dangerous around those forward 50 stoppages yeah. and uh, got a, a lot of pace and a, a lot of goal sense. So, uh, yeah, hopefully Jack has done enough this year to uh, to catch the eye of some recruiters and hopefully he gets a, an opportunity uh, yeah. on the big stage. He's got he's got some of that X factor. He can certainly take a mark as well for a uh, well smaller, in inverted commas, type of player. We're just uh, working on Brenton right now. We're about to bring him back through. Kay McAuliffe is another one. He's a midfielder at North Adelaide. Looks to be a great size at 187 centimetres. Brenton, have we got you on the line there? We have. I'm not oh. sure what went wrong there, but anyway, we're back. Sorry, and I also called you Brett, uh, thinking of the uh, tennis mentor. But Bre- <laughs> <laughs> it's all been going so well for us this morning, Brenton. Uh, thanks so much f- for joining us. We want to talk about a couple of the SA kids. First one I just touched on with Bryce, Jack Delene. He looks like he's got a bit of sizzle and X factor. Uh, what can you tell us about him? Oh, yeah, look, he's been in now system for th- uh, three years now so from the under 16 right mm. through the under 18s and uh, we've just seen some enormous growth with Jack um, just that real live wire forward um, it's got some real X factors I think you might have already touched on that is mm. his ability to take a contested pack mark um, when perhaps he shouldn't um, is, uh, is probably a highlight so he, he Possibly could take mark of the mark of the year, but uh, then he has a real goal sense about him. So his ability to find the ball on the ground, his evasiveness uh, when he gets the ball, and and then the ability to, to finish it with a freaky goal. So yeah, he's uh, he's one of the ones that we hopefully will see taken in this year's draft. One guy uh, who's a bit of an enigma. We've heard a lot about him, and he was touted as a top five pick and sort of didn't have the year he wanted. But uh, according to Shifter Sheehan, he's carrying a few niggles this year, a few injuries. Is Ashton Moyer, um, really skillful player. How did you view his season and what, what sort of player do you think he could be? Oh, I think he can be a very good player. Uh, it's, it's interesting with the ones that don't probably have a real good 18th year, mm. um, so where they sit in terms of the draft, you, you know they got talent, so that's not question. So uh, if they don't have a good 18th year, and to probably his and our expectations, probably didn't have a great national championships, then you, you know they start to slide. But you got to be very careful with these types because uh, if they slide too far and they get out to a, a large pick, you'll get a very good player. At, at cheap odds, so um, it'd be very interesting. I'm re- really interested to see where he lobs in this year's draft on the back of what he is able to produce or not produce in this year's championships. So, Sticks, we've, we've heard a little bit of Jack Delane, um, Ashton Moy, we just mentioned, Kay McCall has been spoken about, Will Patton, Taylor Goad, some of these names. Is, is there anyone that has, has flown under the radar a little bit uh, and is a bit of a smoky that you think uh, has, has either played well in, at the state championships this year or has played some senior footy? Uh, some, some, uh, some names that haven't quite been spoken about uh, as much as some of the other guys? Yeah. I was actually looking at uh, our list as you know about three o'clock yesterday afternoon in the office, and 
interestingly, 106 SA players have registered so far for this year's draft, and the, and the draft nominations close on, on Monday at about 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that's a lot of players, a lot of South Australian players that have uh, thrown the hat in the ring to to, to get into the draft. Um, yeah, and uh, from that, there's, there's probably a few smokies in amongst that. It, Always hard to pick whether they will look to take uh, what we call the overage player, so someone out of our state league competition. So there's probably one or two players running around in the state league competition that probably realistically might get taken in this year's draft. If not, then they they flick into probably the mid-season draft uh, um, area. But uh, out of the 106, there's just a couple of names I've sort of jotted down that, you know, they've been around our under-18s program, but... uh, you know, it's like any time with the, the draft. You only need one club to like you and call your name and, and you're in the AFL system. So I talk of a bloke, Lockie Rawlinson from um, Sturt, just a small forward type, the very crafty small forward, and elite speed. So he runs about a two, eight, nine, twenty 20-metre sprint. So he's, his ability to speed is, is unbelievable. Um, Lucas Slade's been in and around our under-18 program for a couple of years now the, the, the son of Matthew Slade from Centrals, um, he's he's got some real AFL characteristics about him. Um, there's, there's another bloke in terms of a bit like um, Moyer and uh, a few of these. Like Patrick Weckett from uh, from the Eagles probably didn't have a standout under 18 national championships, but is around the mark. He's got some real AFL traits about him and he, once again, he only needs a, one club to like him. Logan Evans from Norwood is probably one that's been around the mark. And the one that I like is uh, Jed Dignan from North Adelaide. I think he's got some real X factors about him too. So he'd be he'd be around the mark and hopefully might get his name called out on, on draft night. Nice. And just finally, Brenton, looks like Hawthorne are getting an absolute free kick here with um, Will McCabe. Unfortunately, he's not going to land at a South Australian club because they're going to get him as a, a father-son, but he looks a real player as a, as a key position type. He does. Um, yeah. Interesting. we played uh, Will as a 17-year-old in our state under-16s uh, season. Um, on the back of his late born, he didn't. We didn't see much of him, and he's really blossomed out of that. He he had a fantastic 18th year. Um, he he has got some nice AFL traits about him. Stands, if I remember rightly, about 195, 196 centimetres. So he's going to be a, what I think is going to be a key defender. Ability to to drop off his opponent and mark the ball in a contested situation is uh, is at the top of an under 18s game um so he's going to be around them um he's going to be a really good afl footballer down the track and obviously with luke playing over 100 games at hawthorne hawthorne get a free hit in terms of the father-son with him uh and just one to finish with stick so i've been lucky enough to to sit in uh, some talent managers meetings with you mm. over the last couple of years uh, can you touch on some of the the programs that uh the talent pathway, the Sandful are looking to introduce uh, maybe in the next 12 months. We're seeing a Sandful hub uh, bringing the, the, the really high-end talent kids together over the pre-season. There's a, a new under-14 competition coming in in 2024. Some great initiatives by uh, by the talent pathways down at the Sandful. Yeah, as you touched on, uh, we've introduced what we're calling it uh, our Sandful Talent Academy. So that uh, started this week with some medical screenings. 
I've just come back from uh, a 2K time trial that I've done and uh, we've got 32 players in this particular squad and we'll run them through from uh, last Monday and we'll take them right through to, to February and we'll really give them a, a full-blown um, and high-intensity um, pre-season, so, which will include, obviously, weights, a, a fairly hefty weight program, uh, a lot of um, skill and craft work, and also conditioning work. So we see the need to, to give these high-end players that, that really uh, high-touch, high high-end uh, elite experience, and, and we've introduced that. So some pretty good numbers run in the uh, 2K time trial. So uh, they haven't given us a lot of wriggle room in terms of getting them fitter. But uh, so there's some there's some pleasing things. You touched on the under-14s competition. So we've, we've introduced a, a seven-round under-14s competition into the sample uh, next year in, in 2025. Uh, that'll run from um, mid-February through to I think it's about April April May. With a, with a view of finishing that prior to um, community football commencing, so we're not dragging another uh, batch of players out of community football into our program. So that'll, that'll set them on their pathways then from... We'll have an under-14s competition, which will lead into an under-16s competition, and that obviously leads into our elite under-18 competition. So I think we're getting some really good structures internally uh, at the sample. And uh, what we're trying to do... and the, the aim of all of this price is to set them up for longevity in their football career and for them to play at the highest possible level that can be, whether that is at sample league level or ultimately to go into the AFL level. That's what we're endeavouring to do. Awesome. Very comprehensive, Brenton. Uh, thank you so much for joining us after a, a tricky start when I called you Brett and you still committed to the interview <laughs> afterwards, which was a fantastic win for our show. Um, it's such an exciting time for these kids. And uh, there's also a very nice crop coming through for 2024 as well. So we'll be excited about that. And we might talk to you about that one next time. But Brenton, Brett, have a lovely day. <laughs> No worries, Tim. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good, very good. Hey, Bryce, we've had an uh, influx of text messages with motivational songs for teams. You thought this uh, break would flatline. Well, look, the listeners have jumped on board in a big, big way. We need to get to this after a quick break. We are here for... Studio Lumo, that's where we're coming from. It's that number one King William Street, powered by Lumo Energy SA. We get got to get to a break, and we're coming back with a sports report with producer Chase, but we're going to get to your texts as well, guys. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yeah, it's a fun one. We're having a good time. I hope you are too. It's top of 23 degrees today in Adelaide. Just to refresh your memory before we get to these texts, we're talking about rev up songs for particular organisations. I attributed, uh, say, you visualise the Wallabies are about to play the All Blacks. The Haka has happened. Very intimidating. And then the Wallabies walk up to the All Blacks and give them a bit of Nickelback. I like your pants around your feet. Yeah. Nothing more intimidating than a bit of Nickelback. And then, uh, Bryce, we asked you what you're going to give Port Adelaide. And controversially, you gave them uh, this one. What was it? 
I've lost my sheet of paper, oh, which it's, I was uh, forced to read off back in, back in that <laughs> segment, Tom. Someone was holding a gun to his head. That's <laughs> right. So Port Adelaide's form in the finals are a bit hot and cold. Because you're hot. Yeah, so we've we've got a text there, Bryce, for the Crows. What do we got? Song for the Crows, Loser by Beck. It's an absolute classic. I'm a loser, baby, so why don't you kill me? No doubt a uh, Port Adelaide supporter just uh, sending that one through yeah, to get yeah. one back uh, on the Crowies. Oh, we, like, we like a bit of balance in this show. And this one from Brent. G'day, guys, if you want a cracker. What about Run DMC with Aerosmith? Yeah. No particular team there, but that one gives you energy, doesn't it? Great track. Absolute yeah. cracking track. I used to get nervous before going on a date, right? And I would listen to songs to ramp me up, going, you, yourself up. you can do this. Don't oh. get nervous. And then I put sunscreen on because I'm a ranger and the sunscreen drips into my eyes and the date thinks I'm crying. That went well. <laughs> Producer Jace has come to the studio for a little bit of this. This Saturday scoreboard. Chase, what do you got for Ooh, us? How a you fair feeling? bit, yeah. It's good Straight to be back again, double um, performing double, double duties yeah. again today. I like that. I, I like being in here with you boys. But yeah, we needed your help. It's good to see some texts coming through. Tommy, what's the text line again? Text through, boy, people. Yes, if you've got another song to attribute to a team, 0427 154 166. We're actually having a lot of fun um, despite Bryce's negative comments about the break. <laughs> it was a success. <laughs> I went back to you, Jace, afterwards, and I was like, am I back? And you said... I'm back. You back? Give me a big way. Well, uh, so it looks like we're going to do. Kind. Yeah, Bro, I, I think kind. on the data received from that, we're going to keep doing fun stuff, Bryce. Double the usual text <laughs> messages that we normally get. Well, we know the yeah. motto here on uh, Saturdays in SA. Yes. What is it? It's time to start living yes. your life. That's it. That's yeah. it. Uh, South Africa, they will be living uh, life to the fullest <laughs> at the moment. They are the world champions of rugby and they could be the world champions of cricket as well. Yeah. They had a win last night over Afghanistan. It was hard fought in the end. Five wickets, uh, 15 balls to spare. They beat the Afghans who have had a wonderful World Cup. One of the feel-good stories of the ICC World Cup. Mm. Uh, I want to talk about Sri Lanka, though. I touched on this earlier when I was in. We did yeah, our cricket yes. report. So the membership to the ICC has been suspended with immediate effect because of government interference. So Sri Lanka's Ministry of Sport dismissed their board, the cricket board there in Sri Lanka, and replaced it with an interim committee following the country's poor performance at the World Cup. But was uh, the sacking has been stayed by the Court of Appeal there in Sri Lanka. It's messy. It's messy, and the ICC have banned them. We yeah. don't yet know what that means. Does that mean that their test status has been revoked? Yeah. Um, maybe maybe Afghanistan will play in their in their place because the Afghans. Um, I know no, they well. have political issues of their own at the moment. So it's it's a turbulent time in cricket. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, so for people who are just hearing that for the first time and trying to make sense of what you're saying, so Sri Lanka have had a government kind of try to mingle and, sorry, intervene with the, with the board and the ICC say that's not allowed. That's against they, the rules. They want you to be autonomous without government Correct. mingling. Uh, now, I want to talk some tennis, boys. We've covered a yep. lot of the basketball already. Bryce did that earlier in the program. Uh, you can check out the podcast if you missed the full report. Uh, Giannis, what about his unbelievable game? 54 points and they still lost. 
Yeah, no Damien Lillard. So he was obviously going to be the man. Chris Middleton as well, yeah. part of that big three. He's still coming back from uh, knee surgery. So just his minutes have been restricted and he's not playing full games yet. So there's no doubt they he had to have yeah. a big game for them to win. And he did that. And they still couldn't get over the line. So just before I move on from the NBA uh, and get to the tennis that I want to talk about, <laughs> I want to ask you this, Bryce. Yes, uh, we've seen NHL come out to Australia. We've seen Major League Baseball come out to Australia. I don't think we'll ever see the NFL come out. I could be wrong, but I mean, out of the big four in America, the other sport which we know Australia is very closely linked with is basketball. The NBL is seen as one of the strong, stronger competitions outside yeah, right. of the NBA, and it's a good feeder for the NBA. Do you think we will ever see NBA games in Australia? We've got NBL teams that travel to America preseason. Mm. The Breakers have done it this year, the Cairns Taipans. We know the 36ers did it last year successfully. Do you think we'll ever see an NBA game on Australian shores? Maybe a, a pre-season game, potentially. Mm. A, a couple of teams come over and, and play our NBL teams and maybe some, some NBA teams as well. But uh, a playing games for points, I, just, I think the travel would be obviously the sticking point. We see some games. I think there's a game recently in Mexico. Yes, yeah. Um, we see some games go over to England. Yeah, I think you're right there. Might, yeah. uh, might have to double-check that. They've but been I'll, looking at uh, at Japan, I believe, as well. I, I could be wrong about that. I but, just think yeah. with the, the time difference and the, and the travel it takes to get to the mm. States and back from Australia, like a team would have to have a week to mm. you know mm. get over the jet lag. I know they travel a lot and they're playing games all over the shop, but uh, yeah, I just think that the time travel would be, uh, would be the sticking point. Okay. It would be an amazing thing, though, for Incredible. Australians. How good. Uh, yeah. I'd be there. It wouldn't matter who was playing. But um, let's talk about tennis for a moment. Now, uh, a shout-out, first of all, off the top to Alicia Mollick, who has just finished her run as Billie Jean Cup captain. So that's basically the yeah. equivalent of Leighton Hewitt in the Davis Cup for the women. Uh, they got knocked out. They were the runners-up in last year's event. They were knocked out in the finals of that event, and she has now hung it up as the captain of that team. So did a fantastic job for Australian women's tennis for a decade in that role. I want to talk about John Millman, who is a journeyman mm. uh, on the world tennis circuit, has served Australia brilliantly in Davis Cup over many, many years, and announced his retirement through the week, Tommy. Oh, it's been ongoing issues this year. I think at the end of each season... You kind of assess whether you're mentally and physically ready to go around again. And, and I did that and I thought I was. And um, this year's been, been challenging, though. I've had multiple episodes with my back, um, the same areas. And unfortunately, with tennis, how the ranking system works, and um, you need to get that momentum. You need to be able to play 11 months a year. And whilst my level's okay when I go on the court, I still think it's decent. Um, to be able to, to do the, the grind of the tour, it just became evident that it, that couldn't happen. Sadly, mm. I don't think we ever really saw the best of John Millman on Australian shores. Um, yep. It's funny how that goes. We've, we, there's been plenty of Australian tennis players over the years that have performed well around the world, but perhaps not as well here in Australia, whether it's just the courts not suiting them, whether it is uh, the pressure of being an Australian player in the Australian summer. I don't know, but um, we wish him all the best in his retirement. Um, there's big news in tennis at the moment in mm. terms of what the Saudi Arabia are doing. So we've seen what the Saudis have done with Live Golf. Yeah. 
Now, we're not talking live-style situation here with tennis yet. That could happen in the future. Who knows? But what we are talking is they want a Masters 1000 tournament, and they want it in the lead-up to the Australian Open. Now, this has massive ramifications for us here in Adelaide. Right, because it competes, doesn't it? It will. Uh, they're looking at running it in early uh, sorry, early January, Um and a Masters 1000 tournament are the, the layer of tournaments that sit just under the Grand Slams in terms of world ranking points. So yeah. we don't have one of those in the Australian tennis summer at this stage. There's only eight of them um, throughout the ATP tour. Uh, whether it involves men or women is yet to be decided. But if this gets up, uh, they will look to run it late December, early January. It would be over two weeks. And that means that the Adelaide International could be stripped of some of the best players yeah. in the world. Um, they would go to that. So it's obviously not going to uh, get up this year, um, but they're certainly looking at it uh, going forward. And um, fingers crossed that doesn't happen yeah. um, for, our, for our sakes over here. But um, when you think of all the money that we've just poured into Memorial Drive and, and the way that we've built that Adelaide International up to then have it reduced in stature would be a cruel blow, Bryce. Yeah, it certainly would. It's always good fun getting to those uh, War Memorial Drive games, and yes, you're a tennis buff all there all the time, aren't you? Every well, year in that tournament, sitting courtside. I saw you I reckon yeah. twelve months ago. Yeah, I went for the first time actually twelve months He's ago. One of I, the ball kids. Yeah, <laughs> I was a ball baby. Uh, I had my Legionnaires hat on, and I was all tucked in. And uh, my wife, lovely wife, Jessica Braithwaite, actually hosts their tennis every year and uh, does a cracking job emceeing those things. But if you remember, Gibber, uh, Novak Djokovic, right. was That's he was right. playing that night at the Adelaide International. I was sitting in my chair, minding my own business, and I got a drop. You know on your phone when you get a drop, a file drop, and it says Novak Djokovic wants to share a file with you. And I was like, surely that's a joke. Anyway, I pressed accept and it was a selfie of Novak giving me a thumbs up. And I think it was a mistake he, because he doesn't know who I am. <laughs> well, it was meant for someone else. Does. Probably did after that, yeah. after he realised what he'd done. But, well, uh, well, it could have been anything. So lucky it was just that. Yeah, it could have been a big old picture. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go to the news. Right. Go to Let's the get news. to the news. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wildpeak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Having a good time this morning. It's three minutes past ten. Gibber, the Redbacks are back on the map. They are in the win column after... Beating uh, uh, Queensland just a couple of days ago, Geordie Buckingham getting three four in the second innings and taking the precious wicket of Uzi Kawaja. Have a listen to this. Probably wasn't my day today. Um, yeah, sort of kept fighting. I feel like one of the strengths of mine is just to never give in. So um, yeah, to go out there and get a few wickets at the end, um, boys bowled absolutely brilliant, mate. So um, just reap the rewards of some pretty good bowling today, I think. Yeah, that's Geordie on the win. We've got him on the line right now. Geordie, how's your Saturday morning going? Yeah, lad, yeah, not too bad actually. Um, thanks for having me on. So pretty, pretty quiet Saturday morning, chill, and then yeah, back back into it tomorrow, and we travel Monday. You went for a bit of a run after you took Uzi's wicket. Where were you running to? <laughs> I just said I'm actually not quite sure. Um, <laughs> it was definitely not planned. It was just pure emotion. Yeah. I just thought it took off and. 
I could have actually been down the ramp if big uh, big Harry Conway didn't stop me there. So it was, um, yeah, as I said, just pure elation. We were we were bloody pumped to get that win from from absolutely nowhere, to be honest. And it looked like you were uh, giving the, the shushes to uh, someone that was uh, might have been <laughs> lifting you behind uh, the fence there, Bucky. So it's good to see. Run yeah. us through the win. Obviously, a big win. Come down to the wire, and we all know yep. the talent Uzi possesses, and, and to knock him off mm-hmm. in uh, you know to, to secure the win, fantastic, uh, and to, to yep. win up there as well. It's always a tough task. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's been nearly 10 years since we've won at the Gabba. So it was, um, yeah, it was a bloody awesome win in the end there. We, we sort of had our backs against the wall there. It looked like um, I've seen a few comments. They reckon the Redbacks of old might have rolled over there. So it was um, it was good to sort of change the guard there a little bit. And um, yeah, it's, a, it's a pretty important win in terms of our season to go two and two. And I think it takes us to second on the table now, which is, um, yeah, which is huge. But yeah, we almost had no right to win that game there. We took eight for 80 in the end. So um, yeah, it was a great win. So who, who's standing up in those moments? Who, who are the players that are, are keeping the boys on task? Obviously, as you said, up against it at different stages, looking like it, it might not pan out. But, you know, you've got to keep composed, keep sticking to the, the game plan. Uh, mm-hmm. who, who are the, the big influential guys that, uh, that are keeping the team together in those precious moments? Definitely Nathan McSweeney. I mean, to get the wickets like he did and also his 100 in there, in the first innings as well, along with Henry Hunt, that was pretty important. Um, obviously, getting sent, sent in day one on the Gabbers, a, a tough ask at the best of times. So, for us to go out there and get a decent score on the board really set us up for the game. Unfortunately, we sort of stopped driving the game there with our second innings total a little bit, but um, we always believed and we got some good leaders, some good young players, especially McSweeney and Hunt. And then McAndrew, nine wickets for the match with the ball and 10 last game. He's absolutely flying at the moment. So, yeah, them three guys were... We're major pillars in this win, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't get any easier. Heading over to the West to take on WA, I think it is on Wednesday. Played them last month. Yep. They got the better of us. And yep. uh, in mm-hmm. the Sheffield Shield, we're sort of going win-loss, win-loss. So uh, it'd be nice yep. to, to get a couple on the trot. Um, but again, another tough task ahead. Yeah, it's pretty important to um, to go over there. It's probably the hardest trip in the game, that and the Gabba. So to go over there and get a win would be be huge back-to-back wins would yeah would certainly set us up they're a they're a class side they've got a lot of good Australian players in their side so um it's going to be it's going to be a big test going over there but um no better place to go there win and hopefully set our season up uh and how have you found your form personally obviously had a few injury niggles um yeah. over your journey uh got to to mm-hmm. Spend a bit of time with Australia, eh? Took uh, Pfeiffer in, in one of those matches, I think, which would have been a, a great experience. Uh, how's the rig? Yep. How are you feeling uh, in yourself at the moment? Yeah, obviously started the season pretty well, um, round one, and then just got a little side niggle, unfortunately, um, in the warm-up of the second game against New South Wales. So that was very frustrating, obviously, when, you, when you're going well, you want to keep going and get on a roll like some of the boys have done. So, um, yeah, OK, I probably, probably wasn't at my best with ball for maybe 60% of this game, but... Um, I felt like to stand up in the last session there, um, yeah, was huge for the confidence and 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 obviously for the team. But yeah, it, all in all, the rig's going pretty well, and look forward to getting out in the whacker next week. It's a beautiful place to bowl, um, and hopefully get a few more wickets out there. Just on the whacker, what are you expecting in that wicket? Because we've always come to know the whacker as a, a bit of a bouncy pitch. Is that sort of yep. changing at all, or what are you thinking? Yeah, it's not. We're, we're actually not too sure. I think we're taking a squad of thirteen or fourteen up there for that reason. Uh, obviously, they're coming off a big loss last game, so they're probably going to look to try and try and get a result. So whether they roll out a green member that that, that nips around and bounces a fair bit, or 
um, or they go the other way. Not not entirely sure, but obviously they got a, a fair quartet of quicks up there. So um, yeah, more than likely, I'd say it'll be a, a it'll be a nice bowl first wicket, hopefully, and um, and there'll be a result. That's for sure. And just on your quicks, very nice to see. It looks like a tight knit bowling group of about six to seven yep. of you guys that can rotate through the team now. What's the camaraderie yep. like amongst the bowling group now? Yeah, really good. As you said, it's a pretty tight knit group. Um, got a lot of belief all the way down to the um, to I, I guess the guy that hasn't played a game yet. But yeah, there's six or seven of us that are that are really putting our name forward for selection. And it's a, I guess it's a nice luxury to have for the coaches and the selectors to to have six or seven guys to call upon, but um, we haven't seen Harry Conway coming to the team. Six wickets in his first game, bowling really well at the moment. So, yeah, there's just so much depth, and um, I think I think we're in a really good position there. Now, just a, a couple of hard-hitting questions oh. to finish, Bucky. Uh, <laughs> yes. How is the golf game going? Miles <laughs> um, Fitzner, SEN's own, still uh, still reckons you're a worse yeah. golfer than Hopefully him. Hopefully, he's got a few tips for me today. Have you been uh, Have you been working on the game? Uh, trying to obviously had a few weeks off with injury there. Um, yeah, it's pretty average. I, I like to say I'm a decent <laughs> social golfer, but the, the handicap hasn't gone anywhere near down yet. So, um, I cop a fair bit of stick for it. I'm a, I'm a big slice of the ball. So, um, yeah, not much to see there, Bryce. Just, sure. just there for the good times. We don't mind that. And has the, um, annual Narracourt uh, trip been, or is that still to come this year? <laughs> uh, I actually missed it. I was away. I was away on, on this current one, but hopefully I'll, put my hand up for selection and, and, and get back into that into that squad because it's a, a, it's a pretty loose couple of days up in Narrakel. <laughs> hey, Geordie, finally, finally. We've been talking about Rev Up songs uh, pre-game. Do, do any of the boys listen to music yeah. before you guys head out there and have a crack? Yeah, Jake Fraser McGurk's the DJ. We actually took the um, the big JBL speaker across in, a, in another suitcase yes. this game and had the um, got told three or four times by the match official to actually turn the music down. So, <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a um, fair bit of music going on pre-game, that's for sure. Yep, and what sort of genres? Is it electronic or rock? What are we talking here? Yeah, it's, it's a bit of UK pop, a uh, oh, bit of techno. Nice. It's, uh, it's certainly... It's certainly um, Half the crowd don't really like it, and I think there's only a couple of the boys that, that, that do, but um, unfortunately they don't get a choice because Gert, Gert rates himself on their DJ deck. So. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Well, before you head out there next time, Bryce has suggested that you listen to a bit of this. Here we go. So that, is that your favourite song at the moment? Yeah, so You're just running with that all show. I've been pumping this morning. Um <laughs> Thank you very much, Geordie. Uh, love your no love your insight, mate, and fantastic energy. So, um, good luck uh, against WA. Beautiful. Thanks for having me, guys. There you go, Jordan Buckingham, uh, with fantastic vibe all all round, Gibber. He is an absolute star, and uh, when he's up and going, coming off the long run, yeah. steaming down, taking wickets, uh, the Redbacks are always in the mix to yeah. uh, get a W in the column. So hopefully, he can stay fit keep his body healthy and, and keep taking wickets for the Redbacks. Yep, love that. It's currently 13 minutes past nine. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. No, you're not listening to Radio Italia. This is S1629 SEN, uh, Bryce, 
love uh, a bit of Balkan music lately. Did you ever watch Borat? I did watch Borat, yeah. Yeah, that was very funny. funny very funny. Sasha. Baron Cohen. Yeah. Yeah, he's a very intelligent man as well. Do you have a Borat impersonation? Uh, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, might watch that again You'll over the weekend. You'll never get this. La, 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 la. la, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> was a bit in, in, when he's doing a conference and his sidekick, that massive, massive man, <laughs> crashes a conference naked and just sits on top of him. Such a uh, Tom Lyon thing to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. I might get John Candy to, <laughs> <the bank's> <laughs> <laughs> to do that to me next time I'm emceeing uh, that. Uh, a gig or something, producer Jace comes running through and crashes it. Um, Gibber, look, bit going on uh, AFL news-wise. Ollie Wines, he spoke about whether the captaincy will suit him or not. Whether that is me, whether that is someone else, um, time will tell. But um, I know at our club we're all got this common goal of wanting to win a premiership and um, whatever uh, that needs to um, happen to make that happen, um, we're more than happy to, to go with that. Question for you, who do you reckon would be the best captain for Port? Oh, I think it's time for a change of the guard. And mm. I reckon these two players, no surprise yeah. that they're, they're in the mix now. They've got their games. They've got their backyards in a position where they can take the next step with yeah. their leadership. And I speak of, of course, Connor Rosie and Zach Butters. Now, that their game speaks for themselves. I yeah. think their game on field, game day, is ready to take over that mantle. Whether they're ready off field with their leadership skills mm. or whether they need to still grow that, uh, I'm not too sure. But I would be giving it to one of either Connor Rosie or Zach Butters. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Connor Rosie makes for a really good captain, um, great public profile as well, uh, facing outwards for Port Adelaide. I, I don't mind a left left field choice, Dan Houston, because I, I feel like Connor Rosie and Zach Butters can just flourish, you know, let them flourish for a, a year or two longer because it, it'll end up with Rosie at, at some stage anyway. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Dan Houston do it for a year or two and then hand it to Rosie. Um, another one, Chris Davies spoke of Conor Rosie's contract ne- uh, negotiations. Looks like he's going to get a big one. So Conor's you know, had a contract at the end of um, next year as well. Yeah, I think I think if you're you know, ever going to look to you know, a long-term deal, you'd be you'd be looking at Conor as one of those guys who you know, potentially you would give it to. You know, I think you know, he's been outstanding since he came to the club. We've been, you know, I've got no doubt that Conor you know, is going to be a long-term player at Port Adelaide, and and when we announce the deal, Kane, um, I'll uh, I'll <laughs> wait for you to smack me oh. across the ears. And... Yeah, we all know Kane Corns loves a eight, nine, ten-year contract, but it's looking that way for Connor Rosie. Going to get a massive contract and much deserved. Yeah, it could be one of the biggest contract uh, Port Adelaide yeah. player has ever held at that footy club, and. He certainly deserves it. His footy in the last couple of years has absolutely uh, gone to another level. And uh, he, if he continues to, to get better, which I still think there could be some improvement there, which yeah, is quite scary, scary, Tom. 
Uh, he's coming into the peak of his powers and, and deserves a, a big contract. Yep, very nice there. Uh, he's going to get a massive one. AFLW, the girls were taking on Brisbane today. I reckon the Crows are just going to narrowly get over them because it's a home game. And they're looking a lot better with their run and carry, the Crows girls. They've got Anne Hatchard and Ebony Marinoff in there. But also that outside run with uh, Naam Kelly and Stevie Lee Thompson's pushing up from defence is really nice. Yeah, it's going to be a, a great battle. I reckon you're right. It's going to be a close game. It could go either way, Tom. Brisbane have got a, a pretty good recent record over our girls mm. uh, in the last couple of years. But uh, as you said, that home ground advantage certainly helps. Yep. we got to get to a break because up next we got the dig. It's currently 21 minutes past 10. City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yes, it's time for this. You give me possession and I'll shut up. Particularly with a pathetic effort from Pittman in Ruck. I mean, Alan Scott, you're wrong. It was the most disgraceful display I've ever seen from a big fella. If I see one bloke walk out of here, getting a pat on the back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spew up. Healy off, Ellingworth on. Bloody weak as piss. Yeah, it's time for the dig. View the range at SherlockLastLonger.com.au. Their wheelbarrows are fantastic, Bryce, for In The Yard. We're going to kick off with your dig first. Hang on. So I'm going okay, to go to the Bangladesh cricket side. Yeah. Tom, we saw last week they appealed. Yeah. Angelo Matthews walked out to the crease. They've appealed and it's, they've got him caught cold and it's the first timed out yep. situation. I think, is it in, in World Cup history? Yeah. I think. Ever. Or ever. Ever. There you go, ever. Not very, so, not very sportsman's like. It's not. So a batter obviously needs, yep. he's got two minutes yeah. to get from the dressing room to the to the pitch yep. to face his first ball. And his helmet was undone. He got to the pitch, helmet was undone, went to do it up. They've appealed, the Bangladeshians, and uh, he's been given out. Can yep. you believe it? Yep, uh, not very sportsman-like. I can't believe it, Bryce. I'm going to hit you with mine right Go now because we're running down on time. Mine is to the Saudis. Don't like them. They're trying to steal every sport possible and they've got the money to do it. And they're just flooding anything and everything, boxing, UFC, uh, but in particular our tennis tournament, as Jace alluded to, they're trying to have one in January. And it could uh, compromise the Adelaide – what's it called? The Adelaide – International. <laughs> Adelaide International at Memorial Drive. We've been going fantastic, Bryce, this morning. And that is the dig. All four uh, from the site to your backyard. Lighten the load with Sherlock. Available at Bunnings Warehouse. Fantastic wheelbarrows indeed, Gibber. And we're going to finish off with this. We were asking for rev-up songs all morning. And a text here for our guest, Geordie Buckingham, after knocking over Uzi Kawaja. It's a song by LL Cool J. Mama said, knock you out. Yeah. Very nice indeed. That's a bit of 80s hip-hop, Bryce. Yeah. Did you ever listen to that? Nice one, Brett. Uh, LL Cool J. Yeah. A couple of nice tracks, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's got some uh, very good tracks indeed. Illustrious career. That's a bit of a breakbeat, a bit of breakdancing moves you could do to that. Um, Bryce, we got to say goodbye because it's time to go, but 
what have you got on for the rest of your day? It's going to take it easy, I think, today, Tom. Yep. Not a whole lot planned. Uh, kids' basketball usually takes up the yep. weekend these days. So, uh, yeah, just going to take it easy. How's he going, your boy, with the basketball? No, he's going well. Yep. He's going well. Under, sort of video. Under 10s or under 8s. Sort of video you posted, and it looks like he's going better than well. He's going fantastic. Yeah, he's enjoying it. We've got to uh, put a basketball ring in uh in the backyard uh, in the last week. So yeah. uh, he's spending a lot of time out there shooting some hoops and he's quickly shooting the ball better than me. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's really yeah. enjoying it. Yeah, very skilled. Very lucky to have your dad around to uh, coach him while you're gallivanting around the golf courses around town. Uh, any you, golf? Tom? Yeah. What are you getting up to? Well, I'm going to – well, yesterday well, I had that water balloon fight with my kids and they've been pestering me, pestering me uh, ever since to get some more water balloons. You know, they've got that fascinating invention where you can fill up 100 at a time. So I'm going to get some water balloons and absolutely pelt my children. Uh, have a good weekend, whatever you're up to, and good luck to the Crows girls.